this is your host, Drea, and you're listening to the Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast. Welcome to our third episode, all about fascia. And let's see, why do I love my fascia? I love it because it lets me ride roller coasters, y'all. And I am a roller coaster lover. I have to say my favorite being a toss-up between the VelociCoaster and the Hagrid's Magical Creatures Coaster at Universal Studios Orlando, because I nerd out on that stuff. So like, let's get into it. Let's talk about fascia. What the heck is it? Let's buckle up. We are about to ride through one of the most fascinating and quite mysterious aspects of the human body. So what is it exactly? Fascia is sort of this new buzzword in the wellness industry. And you want to think about fascia as a complex network of connective tissue. It's permeating the entire body, much like a three-dimensional spider's web. Like that's literally what it looks like under a microscope. I have gotten to see it and it's absolutely beautiful. It looks all dewy and it really does look like a spider's web. So it surrounds and interconnects muscles, organs, nerves, blood vessels, even individual muscle fibers. So your nervous system runs through it. It's doing so many different things. So it can be thought of as the body's internal scaffolding, holding everything in place while allowing for also mobility and flexibility. So you have fascia to thank for holding up your body and giving you shape. And without it, you just be this really weird blob of bones, muscle, and skin on the floor. So I don't know if anyone listening ever saw that Robin Williams uh, movie from, what was it, the 90s? It was called Flubber. And if you've never heard of it, just get online and type in like Robin Williams Flubber and go look at that green goo. That would basically be you on the floor, um, except like flesh colored if you didn't have fascia. You just wouldn't be able to stand and be in your shape. So it really helps give shape to us. It helps communicate through our cells. It helps our cells intercommunicate, helps our nervous system communicate. And as we continue to travel through the mysteries of fascia, through ongoing research, we're gaining really valuable insights that are reshaping the fields of medicine, rehabilitation, and sports science. So I really encourage you all to stay curious and keep an eye on this ever-evolving field. It's a journey filled with a lot of exciting discoveries. So let's look at why it's so important, other than the few compelling reasons I've given you. Like, as we mentioned, big role is structural support. It's giving you structural integrity. It's like glue. It's the glue that's holding everything together. And there's three different layers. There's a superficial layer, a deep layer, and then a visceral layer. Um, visceral kind of meaning like deep into the organ layer. So next is the fact that it can give movement and flexibility. For a long time, people just thought fascia, well, science and medicine thought fascia was more of something that was just this inert thing holding us together, but it's actually incredibly mobile and flexible. And it's just not, it's not passive, it's dynamic. It allows muscles and organs to slide and glide over one another smoothly. And this enables us to move freely and perform various activities like backflips into the pool or jumping onto that roller coaster that you love. So most fascinating of all, in my opinion, is the fascia's roadway of communication in the body. Fascia is involved in intercellular communication, as I mentioned before, as well as nervous system communication. And this was only discovered as of 1957. And there's still these really incredible discoveries being made 
of new, deeper connections with different aspects of the nervous system. So recent research revealed that it contains this network of sensory receptors. So that's what transmits information about tension and pressure and pain back to your brain. So this means that fascia may have a role in how we perceive as well as respond to physical sensations, both good and bad. The other thing is fascia can go undergo a lot of changes due to injury, trauma, chronic stress, stress. Understanding these changes is really crucial for rehabilitation and pain management uh, plans to be successful. So research in this area has opened up new possibilities for how to treat conditions like chronic pain, as well as musculoskeletal disorders. Things that maybe we once thought could not be changed or moved may actually be able to be manipulated because of changing our fascia. So fascia has a lot of plasticity, right? So we, we used to think it was pretty much static, um, but it really does change in response to mechanical forces as well as therapy. So this adaptability has, again, profound implications on how we can heal. So it can meet the difference between lifelong chronic pain and be able to live life on your terms. So there's quite a bit of emerging research that is suggesting fascia could be involved in these chronic pain conditions. And there's just some innovative pain management strategies that can come out of learning more about our fascia. And just athletes and fitness enthusiasts as well are really interested in this kind of research because exploring how it responds to training and how it can be optimized for better performance is really exciting in terms of just pushing the human body to its like most superior use, I think, which who knows what that is. It's different for each person. I personally just want to be able to get out of bed, go for walks and enjoy the sunshine every day. But some of us out here want to go run in the Olympics. So we can actually use fascia and how we maintain it and how we strengthen it and keep it flexible to kind of live our dreams and make things happen in these amazing bodies that we have. So probably other thing that most fascinates me about fascia is this new uncovering of information that scientists are doing about the connection between the fascia and emotional trauma. It's a really new area of research that's been gaining attention in recent years. And while it's important to note that our understanding is still evolving, there's some really intriguing aspects to explore here. Um, some researchers are believing that emotional trauma and stress can manifest physically in the body, including the fascia. While some researchers believe that a lot of body workers like me are like, duh, but anyway, this idea, it's based on the premise that when we experience intense emotions or trauma, our bodies may react by tensing up and this tension will be stored in your fascia. So over time, the stored tension may contribute to physical discomfort or chronic pain. So the mind-body connection is a pretty well-established concept, and we know that emotions can impact physical health. So when we experience stress, anxiety, or trauma, our bodies can respond with muscle tension and changes in posture. So fascia being intimately connected to muscles as well as nerves, most likely play the role in these physical responses. So some therapeutic approaches that uh, I know of and that are being researched currently are things like myofascial release and foam rolling and various body work techniques. And these are aiming to address emotional trauma by releasing that tension that's getting locked up. 
in this fascial network. So by physically working with the fascia, practitioners really believe that they can help individuals release these stored emotions and promote healing, not just on that emotional level, but through the physical level as well, which is just really cool to think about. I think about Ayurveda and also yogic philosophy when it comes to this stuff, because in yogic philosophy, they really believe that there is this amazing interconnection between the emotional, the physical, the spiritual. And I feel like research around fashion, the Western world is sort of starting to like help bring that uh, that view in that eastern view and to me what's really fascinating is to find ways to interweave the western science approach and the eastern um, approaches that are more based on well thousands of years of trial and error error but also this aspect of meditation that in eastern traditions is used to understand what is what we should be doing to care for ourselves. So there's also some really great neuroscientific perspectives going on out there. And from the neuroscience standpoint, there is evidence to suggest that the brain can influence the fascia and vice versa. So for example, the autonomic nervous system, this is the part of the nervous system that controls your stress response. It can impact muscle tone and fascia tension. And this interplay between the nervous system and the fascia is where they're doing a lot of ongoing research. And it's really showing that what you think affects how you feel and how you feel affects how you think. So there's this two-way street going on. We also have the field of psychosomatic, um, yeah, psychosomatic medicine that explores the interaction between psychological factors and physical health. And researchers in this field are interested in understanding how emotional trauma can lead to physical symptoms and how addressing emotional well-being improves physical health outcomes. So this is all really exciting stuff in my book. I love learning about this. And it's just, it's essential to approach the topic of fashion emotional trauma with a really open mind and recognize that while, you know, there is a growing interest and some promising findings, this science is really new. So... I'm going to be keeping tabs on this over the course of the next few years because it's going it's going to get bigger. It's going to explode even more. Um, so part of the goal of this podcast is to keep you informed as I learn things. So this won't be our only fascia episode, that's for certain. Um, but I just want to say that if you or someone you know is dealing with emotional trauma or related physical symptoms, really crucial to seek support for mental health professionals who specialize in trauma therapy. Um, when we're talking about trauma, it's really help integrating therapies that address both physical, psychological, emotional, um, it should really be done under the guidance of trained and qualified practitioners. So because really also the goal is to provide a holistic approach to healing. And that's kind of goal of this podcast as well is to help people see like there is a holistic approach that we can take where we interplay between mind and body, emotion, spirit, and bring all of it into one place so that we can really heal on a root level rather than just suppressing symptoms. Um, so that's my spiel. But here's some more fun fascia facts for you, you know, for that next trivia night you're headed to. Uh, the average body contains between 40 and 51 pounds, 18 to 23 kilograms of fascia. That's a lot of fascia, y'all. That's a lot of fascia. And fascia responds to stress and strain and is constantly generating cells. 
for repairing or building new tissue. Forgot to mention this, it's generating the cells you need for repairing and building new tissue. Y'all, that is crazy. So another fun fact, as fascia is lengthened, it stores mechanical energy, which is released as it shortens and returns to the original resting position. As much as 40% of muscle force is generated by the mechanical efforts of fascia. So just some nerd facts for you because it's fun and I love it. Um, and it's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> but let's see how we can hack the fascist system. How can we make it healthier? So a few ways we can do this. Really, one of the biggest and most important things is hydrate. Because y'all, most of us are out here being quite dehydrated. And improper hydration combined with remaining in sedentary positions for extended periods of time can create the forces that result in collagen fibers, which is what forms fascia. It makes adhesions, fancy word for the knots that you're feeling in your shoulders right now. So these adhesions between the layers of fascia, it's like the fascia gets all sticky and stuck together. And that's not what we want. We want it to be in these lovely, like thin lines of fibers that can move over each other. But if they're all dry and brittle, they can't move. They just get all locked up with each other. And that can start causing so much pain. And it can start causing you to kind of like get stuck in certain positions. So my friends out there listening to this who are sitting at computers all day, take this as your moment to get up and do five minutes of stretching. Do it right now. Because honestly, locked up fascia is just causes so much pain and has a lot to do with our posture and just not moving and not drinking enough water both of which is really difficult for some reason really shouldn't be but it's hard to stay hydrated so think about also maybe using electrolytes or trace minerals minerals in your water to help you stay hydrated so the second thing that i love to use to hack my fascia system is foam rollers. They even have heated foam rollers out here, y'all. Pretty rad. Because um, the heat can really help release fascia as well. So these, so with foam rollers, there's two things happening. You're, you're creating compression. Cupping also does this. If you've ever had cupping at an acupuncturist office or orthopedic cupping with a body worker, there's these um, there's a compression happening. And this compression actually helps to break the fibers in the fascia apart. But the foam rollers also move hydration through the fibers of the fascia. So remember inside the body how it looks like this dewy spider web? And they really need to stay moist. So rolling the roller actually will move the water in the fascia so that it is more evenly distributed so that you're getting that better hydration. So it's the, that moisture is keeping it like fed with water will help it to regenerate tissue better as well to help it create the cells it needs because all the cells in our body need water they need hydration to do their jobs it's the same thing with cells in the fascia system so the rolling can also help create heat and when you create heat before and after exercise it can can actually help your fascia respond better so just help you build stronger fascia build stronger muscles and so there are these amazing foam rollers. I've put a link in the show notes that you can go see one of my favorite ones, but the heating element inside of it is 
so amazing. And again, really rolling before you exercise can be almost better than after, but I really recommend both because beforehand you're helping get the nervous nervous system and the fascia to start connecting better. And then you're also afterward helping to stretch it and re-lengthen your fascia fibers and separate them from being stuck together from doing like some kind of repetitive, you know, maybe arm exercise or leg pressing or whatever it is you like to do at the gym or for exercise. We all tend to get into habits and those habits can cause some lockup in the fascia. So really rolling afterwards can be part of a great routine to help lengthen and stretch your fascia and keep things really happy and moisturized. So the next thing, and this one was really new to me when I was doing my research for this episode, but an increase in neural activity can be achieved just by dry brushing before you exercise. So bodybuilders are starting to do this. Um, so because they're finding that it again wakes up the neural pathways from your body in like between your brain and your fascia and a lot of your fascia like the uh, superficial fascia is hanging out right underneath your skin and it has a ton of sensory receptors that are sending all this information back to your brain so bodybuilders are finding that they can build muscle faster because when they dry brush it creates that network of communication can happen quicker. So I used to think dry brushing was really just for stimulating lymphatic fluid, which we talked about in our previous episode. But yeah, it can also wake up your fascia neural connections. So that's really cool. And I'm definitely going to start trying to do that before I do any weight training stuff that I like to do. And, you know, I use really light weights, but it doesn't seem to matter. It's whatever you're doing, whether you're doing yoga moves, like if you're doing plank or downward dog or anything that's going to give you like strengthening, then try dry brushing beforehand. It only takes about a minute to do, maybe two minutes tops that you can make this connection stronger and just give yourself that much more of an oomph in your exercise routine. And then my favorite thing to do is myofascial release techniques. Often these are performed by trained body workers to help release tension and fascia and allowing knots to be released and create better glide along the fibers. But there's also these ball sets and these different tools. I've also linked a in the show notes. So check that out to some of my favorite tools. These are so fantastic for keeping yourself flexible and mobile. I use them all the time. I travel with them. I keep them in my car. They, some of them look like these balls, like small tennis balls with that are slightly firmer than tennis balls, but you can also use tennis balls. That's fine. But I just, I love the, that these balls are not too hard and they're not too soft and they're really, they're quite small. So recently I was having back spasms and I had to travel and I actually brought one of my my fascial tools with me on the plane and I was actually able to use it on the plane on my back and on my legs and I was able to actually release enough tension in my fascia that my back spasm stopped so which was such a, an amazing thing because I could barely breathe y'all it was really bad but yeah these tools are some of my go-tos so check out links in the bio or in the show notes for that so a couple other resources that I want to share for fascia release and health include the Human Garage TV, which is on YouTube. 
I've linked to one of my favorite videos of theirs, which is like a stress busting video. And I don't really, I don't take any recreational drugs anymore, y'all. Like, you know, when I was younger, I was out here smoking weed. And now it's not something I can do. I actually have, I become quite sick from it. But, you know, sometimes once in a while you miss that little feeling of high in life, especially as an adult when you're just like have so many responsibilities and life feels like it weighs you down sometimes. But I have to tell you that when I do these fascial release maneuvers from the human garage folks on YouTube, I get that exact same high that I used to get from recreational drugs. And it's wild. Like, I just feel like I'm high on life. I feel so amazing. There's like, it like unlocks joy in my body. Like I emotionally feel this like lightning and happiness and I'm just, it's incredible. So I really encourage you go check out Human Garage TV on YouTube and just see for yourself what you think. I'd love to hear back from people if it, if they feel the same way, I have a lot of fascial adhesion in my body. So a little goes a long way for me. I don't have to do much to get this incredible endorphin release, um, from just the lack, the tension leaving my body. So I'd love to hear other people's experiences. If you get a chance to go to their website and check it out, it's all free, which is something I also love about them. They're not charging for these videos. They are not charging for the education. They also have, um, a really great set of um, like three day and seven day challenges that I've done and were incredibly helpful and also free. And they answered a ton of my questions. They're really active on Instagram as well. So if you go to their Instagram, Human Garage, they do lives twice a week at least. And they've answered my questions directly. They're just a phenomenal group of people. And what they're doing is really helpful and you can do it anywhere, which is what I love. You don't need a tool. All you need is your body and your breath. And that's it. That's all you need. So check them out. And that's pretty much going to wrap up this first episode on fascia. Again, like I said, we're going to definitely revisit this topic because I'm really only scratching the surface of what we are learning about fascia. I'm also reading this incredible book right now about trauma and the fascial system and how to release further through meditations and body sort of somatic work. So I really look forward to doing another one of these episodes in the near future, sharing with you what I'm learning from this book as well, and getting just a few people on here that can help expand our insights into this who are doing their own research and who are experts in this area and yeah so i just hope you have the most awesome week and i will be back on september 26th to talk about the gut microbiome and its importance to overall health and wellness so please be sure to check in about two tuesdays from now so we are doing every second and fourth tuesdays of the month with new episodes, these 20 minutes or less of bite-sized information for you. Feel free to follow us on social media at Soul Vibration Wellness at our Instagram and Facebook page. We also have a Ko-Fi where you can donate to this podcast and help us to keep it going. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you very soon. <laughs>